Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does anything a spider can, spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, yeah, there a, goes that spider That's a pretty good paraphrasing of the song, but you're, you know, as, as, as I've told you many times before, close, but you're way off. Is he strong? Listen, bud, he's got radioactive blood. That he does. Yeah. Can you, he swing? Come on. You remember that, uh, <laughs> was it in the 80s? They had a TV program with Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, uh, you remember that the, one? You, the live action one? Yeah, the live action one. It was late, late 70s. Mm. Was it late 70s? And it was like when the guy would climb up the side of the building, they were That's just right. yanking him up a crane. Like, he was climbing <laughs> way faster than his arms and legs were moving. Like, he couldn't quite keep up with the speed. That <laughs> I remember it seen it on TV. It was I remember watching just, it. was just dragging him up the side of the building. I remember watching building. it as a kid. Is that your favorite? Spider-Man? Spider-Man yeah. was one of my favorites. I, you know, I tried to pin it down to, I think it's got to be Batman. Or I would say Wolverine. Wolverine yeah. and Batman, I, Batman, I can't decide. Are, are we talking about like the, just a character, as a, just as a character, as the entity, or are you talking about like specifically like your favorite Batman. show, like you really liked the Batman television well, show? Well, I did actually it, when yeah. I was a kid, but what really won me over was That's the 1989 you know, Michael Keaton uh, Batman. I don't know. I think you yeah. liked Adam West. <laughs> oh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Doritos Batman. No, I, you yeah. know, I was, I was right at the right age when the 89 Batman came out to where I, I bought that thing hook, line, and sinker. I was, I was hooked for sure. Um, I saw that movie twice in the theater, which at that, you know, I don't know about everybody else. I didn't see movies more than once in the theater typically so it was a big deal that I was allowed to you know and be taken to because I wasn't driving at that point so to be you know be chauffeured to the theater not once but twice to see this movie so that was that if that if that lets you know what sort of importance it had on me I guess that was a good one yeah what about Lego Batman I haven't seen that yet yeah. I, 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 I'm I took weird the, I took the kids to I it I took the kids yeah what'd you think it's okay yeah I, you know I think I liked the Lego movie better I, exactly what I told my wife I but, said I liked the Lego movie because it was it was had a more meaning to it at the well, end and, 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 and it was like the character of Batman in the Lego movie was great because they used him in just the right amounts but the whole movie of that character was kind of eh, yeah I know you got kind of sick of him like yeah. you know what I mean yeah Batman yeah. I'm, 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 I'm so weird I can't get the past that they're Legos. Like, I can't... Now, I have a very fantastical <laughs> imagination, don't get me wrong, but I can't... The Lego movie was good. I sat through it because it was funny. Yeah, like he was trying to do jumping jacks, but his arms only move like this, so, you know, and his legs only go... Yeah, everything is awesome. Yeah, but yeah I th- the whole gag. Yeah. Everything's cool. We, did, we took the kids. I yeah. thought the Lego movie was better. Yeah, but, but you know, but uh, don't let our opinion stop you from going to see it. Uh, Loyal listeners, if that's what you yeah. it was yeah. it was quality family entertainment. I so guess. Batman, huh? Yeah. I I think well, ninety two like early late eighties early nineties X Men cartoons sucked me into the world yeah. of comic books. To be honest, well, yeah. and I was I was reading Amazing Spider Man comic books. It used to come out twice a month. That was what hooked me in because it was you know it was seventy five cents and you could get it twice a month. So you didn't have to wait a whole month to get another uh, issue and. 
Todd McFarlane was drawing it at the time, and he was, you know, pro- pretty much the premier artist uh, of, of the late '80s, I guess. So I was, you know, and th- and the thing about reading a comic book, you you know, you, you get the thoughts of what the character is saying. You lose a lot of that in movies, so that's why I think a yeah. lot of times, no matter how good the source material is, it's just so much of what sucks you into a comic book is that you can read the thoughts that they don't say, and you just. The only way to do that really in a movie is if they have some sort of voiceover, which, you know, it's hard to do that without being cheesy, you know, no matter what the character is. But, and don't get me wrong, I like comic book movies as, you know, as much as the next guy, but it's just, you, you lose something. Not to mention when you draw something in two dimensions, it doesn't always translate well into three dimensions, a la Wolverine's like ear <laughs> things, you know, yeah. uh, you know, or even, even Batman's, you know, cowl. You know, they, they've done pretty well with it now that they've refined it over the last, you know, 30 years of movie making. But but still, it's difficult for some of that stuff to, to work in three dimensions. But it looks great on the page, you know. So but between those things, you know, it's a little hit or miss sometimes. But, Harvey yeah. Dent, can we trust them? <laughs> yeah. I'll get the bat and the bird. <laughs> Stay cool, bird yeah. boy. <laughs> Chill. Yeah, that was, that was a, a very, a very low point oh. in comedy. It was all movies. over oh. when George oh, Clooney was gosh. Don the Cow. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's, I, yeah. I, I think I'm more like a Superman. Yeah. Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Because I remember as a kid being over in America. Yeah. Coming over from Scotland and seeing it in the theater when it was out. Right. That was like. They had like the big yes. billboards, Superman. Yeah, you believe a man can fly. Yeah, no, it was yeah. just like when you seen it, it was like, wow, he's really flying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was good. It, I like the earthquake scene where he like turned back time and right. all that stuff. And I recently watched Superman 2 with, with, oh, with yeah. the kids. General Zod. Yes, kneel before Zod. <laughs> uh, but I got to say, the speaking of the special effects, don't really hold up so well. No, <laughs> I know. After 35 know. years. <laughs> I know. Uh, but but I will say Superman 2, I think, is a superior movie. Like, you know, it's kind of like Empire Strikes Back is probably a little better than Star Wars. Godfather Part 2 is a little better than the first Godfather. However, you couldn't have those if you didn't have yeah, the first, first one. Right, so, yeah. yeah. So you didn't like uh, the third one uh, with, with Richard, Richard Pryor and, and the Red <laughs> Kryptonite. And the you know bad Superman. You which, know, which I, one was the Nuclear Man? That was Quest Superman four. four, the Quest for Peace. Quest for Peace. <laughs> but but the problem with three and four is to me they didn't have any villains I'd ever heard of before. So it was like, what is this? It's sort of like when you watch Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It's like, he's after what? I never heard of those, you know, Ankara stones or Shankara stones or whatever they are. That's, 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 that's not real. You know, the lost Ark, that's a thing, you know, yeah. uh, the, the Holy Grail, that's a thing. The cult of Kali. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but the same thing, I mean, you know, I mean, Lex Luthor, that's a, that's a guy, that's a, he's in the comic books now. You and know, then he had hair. Right. Well, it was no a wig, it was, but it was a wig. I know, know but still. Was, you know, like, but, 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 but then, you know, General Zod, that's a guy, you know, that's a real thing, you know, but then. Who, who who's the bad guy in, in Superman three? Uh, Richard Pryor unwittingly creating a program that steals money, and the, this random bad guy takes it. I, I, yeah, you know, and, and, and then and then the lady at the end gets sucked yeah, into the she, computer, and uh, she turns into a robot. Yeah. I'm sorry to spoil it for anybody that was planning to see it. Great, and, you know. <laughs> great, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Great, uh, it was all filmed in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's probably Superman was mine. I yeah. would say. Yeah. I always like Batman, though, too. Yeah. 
Well, and, and, you know, I always wanted to, I always bet when it came on television, I always begged my dad, let me just see when the lady puts this, the kryptonite on his, on his neck. And, you know, I was, I was at a young age and he was like, that's way past your bedtime. You know, it was always like, a, it was always like the negotiation. Was that the first Superman when he yeah. was drowning in the pool? Yeah. I was yeah. like, Miss Tess, my guy. Yeah, Miss Tess, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. He was good. He well, was good as a Lex Luthor. And, and, you know, we were sort of last time we, uh, in episode eight, we were sort of talking about who are our Old Testament heroes. Um, and, uh, you know, Zach talked about the, the uh, you know, Jacob wrestling, you know, really with God uh, or a, a form of, of what we, you know, biblical historians think, you know, really points to God. Um, and... You know, it's ties with what eventually would become WrestleMania, I guess. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, John, what what Old Testament um, story or character you know points to you that that kind of stands out in your mind? I know there's so many; it's hard to choose. There but, is a lot. But if you had one that you could talk about today, well, I mean, I think mostly everybody when they when they you think of an Old Testament story would think of like a David and Goliath. Yeah. Uh, and you know what I mean? And it's such a great story. It too. is a I good mean. story, but I, I like the story. It's a WrestleMania match. He's nine feet tall. Yeah, His right. name's Goliath. From parts unknown. You <laughs> <laughs> will be my slaves. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a movie of that. The one uh, was uh, My father was watching it, and it was like a low-budget uh, uh, David and Goliath. <laughs> and they made the guy... He wasn't... You know, you would think Goliath would be big and muscular and, and like... Yeah. Really kind of like you know. that guy that was on that movie Troy, yeah, with Brad Pitt yeah, yeah, that he yeah. threw yeah. the spear and right. killed him the first time. Kind of like him, but bigger. Yeah, but no, this guy was just <laughs> <laughs> this guy was just like, you know, just ate too many hamburgers. He was kind of fat, and, he's yeah, kind of dumpy. You know? you know, and he's just walking around. I'm going to kill you, and it was the worst. <laughs> at least, at least depiction have. of Goliath, <laughs> and, and like David was just this scrawny little guy, which they said the Bible says he was. Yeah. But it was just so cheesy. At, at least have Goliath like way too close to the camera, and like he's looking like at right, David. Right. Sh- shoot him from shoot him from a knee David's, so he looks tall. David's really far away, and Goliath that's has like what, big fists. Like yeah, that's uh, what kind of like that movie was doing. <laughs> it was like taking a shot from like behind Goliath, and like he was like standing on like a step ladder or something, <laughs> and was looking down at David. He's like with his. <laughs> Sling, shaking his, yeah, shaking. you know, I'll but make your bones my bread. Yeah. But speaking about Bible stories and heroic Bible stories, you know, um, David and Goliath was a great one. But I like the story of the story about David and Saul afterwards, mm-hmm. because afterwards, once David slew the giant, Saul was like over the moon and all that stuff. But he became very jealous of David, and then there was. Saul's son, Jonathan, who loved David very much. It was like a, you know, like a brother to him. And so there was that family kind of tension, I guess, you know, how that can yeah. go sometimes. And um, he was just so jealous of him. And yeah. I like the whole story of Saul going after David. And David, I think, if I'm not, I'm, tell me if I'm mistaken, had a couple times that he could have killed Saul. Yeah, but that's he nev- right. But that's he right. never did. That's right. He never did. Yeah. I mean, you, I remember the story where. Well, da- David, what didn't covet Saul's position? David. No, did, he did da- not. David didn't. No. Did, David didn't want to take anything away from Saul. Saul was, of course, paranoid that he did. But, but you know, Saul da- da- killed da- his thousands. Da- David didn't ask to be a, a hero of the Israelites. He didn't ask to slay, you know, uh, Goliath. It was just he was just trying to do what God had called him to do. 
Yeah. And, maybe, and, and nothing more and nothing less. Maybe, maybe Saul, yeah. you know, got away from the Lord and just seen that the Lord was upon David right. and got jealous of yeah. that. Right. Because the, the Bible says there, the time when David was playing the harp for Saul and he threw the spear at him. Yeah, when he got really, yeah, yeah, he must have been playing some really bad <laughs> tunes. That's a lot I got to think. Well, look, you know, John, you and I know firsthand <laughs> from being up on five hundred. <laughs> we know from being <laughs> on. Of that. We know from being on stage uh, uh, week in week out that you yeah, know, know. You, you might you get, get that look sometimes. You might, it, it's like someone's hurling daggers at you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just ask the congregation to leave all your spears at the door. Please. That's right. You know, <laughs> when we when we get up there to sing. Well, I mean, all the Israelite women were singing how. Saul had killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands or whatever. I mean, it's like here's King Saul yeah, with, with, with like, the local women, like yeah. like hitting him in right There's in the pride. There's a slap in the face, huh? yeah. yeah. You know, so there goes this machismo. But I, I, I really like that story. And then and then David and and Michael fell in love with David, Saul's daughter. Right. You know, so there's another thing to just throw that yeah. in the mix. Yeah. And he just got more jealous and more jealous That's of right. it. And I just think it's a great story. You can read on about it. Well, yeah. and I think, you know, Saul was under these tremendous, you know, sort of political military pressures to produce victories. Uh, you know, I mean, he was the first king anointed in the way that he was. So, you know, I guess there wasn't a lot of, he didn't have a lot of frame of reference of sort of what to do. There was no 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 guidelines for his position, really. And I think he just, I think the pressure got to him and his his human sinful nature got to him, his jealousy, mm-hmm. all of those things that sort of added up to his ultimate downfall and 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 David's, you know, once again just trying to live up to God's calling to eventually ascend to the throne, but it he he didn't take it by force. David didn't try to impose his will and do it his way. He let God's will work in its natural way that it should have. Right. I like the part where the um, David was in the cave and Saul came in and there was a chance for Saul to kill him and he was looking for him in the cave. And then David supposedly came up and cut a piece of his robe Yeah. and then showed it to Saul after yeah. when he seen him. He said, look. And then he kind of reconciled, I think, right. after that. He was like, look, you, you know, know, I mean, you, you, I came, killed you, yeah, you came in this cave, you know, to probably do harm to me, but look, yeah. I could have got you, but instead I got your robe. They must have been pretty pretty good warriors. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, you, know, think, you just think of that, though, like Saul and his men going into a cave. It's really hard to fight another man know? wearing sandals, and they did it all the time, you know. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> fight, fighting bears and lions and stuff when yeah. he was a shepherd boy. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yep. Uh, I mean, if... if if the pictures in John's storybook Bible there are to be believed, I mean, really they were just wearing like a little sheet and some sandals, and that's that's a, it's hard to fight. It's hard to fight in that. They got like know? a David's got a, a bandana like Rambo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Rambo got it from. You know, he was exactly. Trying, well, that book he was, was trying to be like David. That <laughs> artwork is circa 1984. Yeah. But I think that's a great story because you know there's there's a there's a one king that was anointed by the Lord Saul. And then somebody else comes along, and it, it's uh, I think I think it's a good story. Yeah, it's family intrigue and jealousy right. and hatred yeah. and it really is. It's like oh, a, it's you know, like, you can make a movie out of like, that. It's like oh, a miniseries. Yeah. It's like a made-for-TV miniseries. You can, you really can. can. Spans, Why don't somebody make a movie years, of that? You know, you know? not and just the, David the, and Goliath, the but epic saga. afterwards. Yeah, it all starts with and to point to the line of David. It leads to Christ. That's right, the line of David. That's right. And uh, it's funny, 
the Israelites wanted a king like all the other countries. And God's like, why do you want a king? You've got me. And he's like, you don't want a king. And he told Samuel, you know, tell them, you know, this is what it means to have a king. He'll, he'll tax all your stuff. He'll take a portion of your stuff. He'll command all this. He'll send your sons to war. I mean, to me, it sounds like God's a libertarian, but, uh, well, you know, some keep your hate mail. (laughs) Some people, you know, when you read the Bible and you know, all these main stories, like, like I said, David and Goliath, Abraham, you know, Abraham and Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah, can I mean, Jonah and the whale, like all the main kind of ones, there's always this, like, afterwards or the leading up to that people kind of miss. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's like taking the Bible scriptures out of context. They yeah. read this little passage, on yeah. it, but they don't get before and they don't get after, right. so they take it out of context. And it's all to, to like, point to getting something in the now or, 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 or getting something... Uh, uh, out of this life when we've been promised so much more. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so, and I, I do it. It's not just, you know, I'm not, when I rail against what I see as bad teaching, uh, uh, narcissistic teaching, it's not just pointing fingers at everybody else. It's me too. I, I'm prone right. to, that my gut reaction is to make scripture about me. My gut reaction is to make anything about me. I, th- I think we're all guilty of that. Yeah. You know, cause it's so easy when you read a book or something, you put yourself into that yeah. book you know, if you're reading a book or a story, you're putting yourself into that world kind of thing. And I think sometimes you can do that with the Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then that's when you take it out of context sometimes. But yeah, we're all, I'm guilty of doing that. Yeah. It's like God, he yeah. gives us a, a, a card and we look at it and we think it's a, a gift card, a $25 gift card to the Disney store. And it's like, God's like, no, 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 that's, that's actually a lifetime pass to Disney World. Right. And, or, or you know, even beyond that, like, we, 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 we get what we think is the blessing of God. We're like, yay, well, I, I get mud. I love mud. <laughs> I want mud. And, and God's like, no, I, actually, that's uh, chocolate cake. Well, when you th- say about getting blessings of the Lord, just think of the children of Israel when they got the manna. Oh, yeah. I mean, they still complained about it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that, and that bread from heaven stuff that was eventually, you know, in the, how that points to Christ, Christ points to it yeah. in the scripture where he says, you know, I am the bread from right. heaven, you know, fe- right. feast on me, you know, right. that kind of stuff. Hmm. But anyway, that well, was my story. That's a good one. That's a good um, one. A, a really yeah. good choice and a thoughtful one, too. So, yeah. so not David yep. and Goliath afterwards, but I like David but, and Goliath, of course. Well, David that's has, cool. there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of depth to David. I mean, you know, David committed some terrible sins, but at the same time was still called a man after God's that's own right. heart. No matter, you know, and, and it's because... It's a really great story, I think, for our lives because, you know, we've all committed terrible sins. And here's David who committed some of, if you try to put a a scale on it or a gauge on it, he did some pretty bad stuff and yet was truly repentant in his heart, truly did his best to glorify God, and God forgave him. And, And that desire in David's heart, I think, is why God still said, this is a man after my own heart. This is somebody that... I, he truly does love me, and yes, he's he's he he makes mistakes, and but I you know, but he truly is repentant, and he truly does want to do things to glorify my name, and I truly do love him, and he's my son. Yeah, you know? it's just so, so encouraging to hear that. Right, you know, right. you hear about all these people yeah. in the Bible and the prophets, and who, every, yeah. you know, everybody's mentioned in the Bible yeah. that everybody slips up, but yet yeah. God is there to open His arms. Be like, I love you. Right. You know? Well, this is something encouraged. 
Well, I had one. I had one. Mine's more about, I think it's about faith, and it's the story of Gideon. And, you know, I I, kind of went back and forth because, man, I sure do love, I think Joshua was probably my favorite character from the Old Testament, but I think the story of Gideon, just the conciseness of it, it, to me, it speaks so much in such a short amount of time. But it starts off with Gideon not having faith because God says, I want you to go destroy this army. And he's like, well, if you want me to do it, I'm going to need a sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, so he's already making demands on God. So so let's see. Which is, um, which is so, number one no-no, right. asking God for signs, and so, yet he gets so it. So first, you know... Uh, so, so, so first he sends uh, the angel of the Lord causing fire to shoot up out of a rock, of all things. And Gideon is still not quite convinced. <laughs> I need more than that. Hey, have you ever, have you ever, hey, have you ever been in life and like, you know, either as a young yeah. Christian or whatever? Lord, give like, me a sign. Lord, just show me, give me something. You know, have yep. you ever been in that place? Yeah. I have. And you see oh, like yeah. the flock of doves fly yeah, by, no, or like no. you see a big cross made just out of a tree. Just give or me something. a sign. Should I do this yeah. or what? Right. Yeah. And then you and then you see it, and it's not the answer you're hoping for. And you're like, okay, well, give me another sign. <laughs> or God's like, no, no, that's your imagination. I'm not telling you this right. at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Read scripture quick right now. Right. So, that, there's my sign. <laughs> so then, you know, God, you know, then he had the had the fleece and everything mm-hmm. else. So so finally Gideon, you know, starts to get on board and um, he goes and destroys the the altar to Baal, you know, and he does that. But then basically the thing that I really like about it is that God says, You're gonna destroy this, you know, destroy this army, so gather your men. You know, and he gathers, I don't know what, like twenty thousand men or however many he is. And, you know, God keeps giving him instruction, and as the men, they go to drink, and he says, or he says, first of all, whoever wants to go home can go home. So, they, you know, however many leave, and he's left with 10,000. And he says, you know, go have them, have them drink and from the river. And the ones that just lie down and guzzle the water, you know, or, or use their shields or basically are not, like, prepared and ready, he dismisses them. But, you know, so the ones that are truly, like, watchful, the ones that are, like, you know, scooping the water up and drinking out of their hands while still ready for battle— you know, those are the ones that God really wants to work with. And I always just love that. It's like, you know, I guess trying to become like a Navy SEAL or something. You know, like, you know, you weed out all of the, you know, the dead weight or trying to make the, you know, basketball team or whatever. I, it, to me as a kid, I guess it wasn't so much the Navy SEAL thing. But, they, <laughs> but, 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 still, but still, I mean, you know, I still like that idea of you, you know, you have tryouts and you whittle it down. But really, it's still a message about faith because... How big was this army they were going up against? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If it it's kind of like trying out for the church softball team. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's just the opposite God's of trying like, for the church softball what? team because we can't get enough people to play on the church softball team. You know, we're God, God's sign you know. with our softball team is like whoever may come, may come. Right. I know. I think I think the last couple of games, the last time we played, we had a rock in right center field. You know, with a number painted on it, just because we were so shorthanded. So a notional right fielder. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but yeah. So so get. Gideon, Gideon, you know, God says you're going to basically just, you know, you're going to put these lanterns under these pots, and you're going to break the pots, and I tell you, and I'm sure Gideon's thinking, so how are these clay pots going to destroy this, like, you know, 100,000-man army or however much it was? But, again, through his faithfulness and just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, shutting your pie hole and listening to God and just, you know, having some faith, and sure enough, they, they defeated everybody they needed to defeat. The rest of them surrendered, you know, and—, and you know, the Israelites won the day, but I've just I've just always loved the fact that Gideon was reluctant at first, 
but ultimately he buckled down and was like, look, this is what God says we're going to do. He says we're going to be victorious, and I have faith that it's going to happen. Wasn't, yeah. didn't, it, didn't it come down to like 300 men 300 or something? 300 men. Now, for those of you listening to this story, the it's correct like, interpretation of this does not mean, or do you know, so that you know when you hear someone who's trying to uh, pull the wool over your eyes, kind of speak. Right. This is not for you to now go take clay pots and torches and march around your place of work and until you get a raise. That that's not that's not how this is this this story is for. Man, <laughs> if anything, it's supposed to point to you that the the wisdom of man or or what we think would be the conventional way of 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 getting a victory is not the same idea of God. Uh, I mean, look at the cross. I mean, God wins by dying. Uh, that you know, we win by God dying by killing God. We win. That's if you told me how God was going to reconcile Himself to to sinners, it would be through a a victorious uh, victory. It wouldn't be through what looks like complete and total defeat. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that story, Ben. And yeah, I like it too. And, and, you know, it's, it's a good one. And I think, you know, I like the, really the whole book of Judges because it's just, to me, it was, it was sort of that time of you got these guys that were like these, I always thought of them as like these enforcers, you know, like you got Gideon and Samson and just, you know, they're, they're you know, you know, they're really going into the, the promised land and, you know, kicking tail to, to put things in the order that God wants them in, you know, and... I just, it, it always just spoke to me. And I just, like I said, I, I just always like the idea of, you know, the, these Israelites getting together and just be like, look, this is what God told us to do. He's with us. We're going to be victorious. All we got to do is what he says. And sure enough, you know, yep. it absolutely came true. Very good. Yeah. Very good. But uh, how does that relate back to some of our other superheroes that we've, you know, that we've been mentioning today? Like, you know. I think it's very interesting. And I, and I think it's completely on purpose is that, you know, there's something inside of man that looks for a, or wants a savior. Some, sure. Something to say, someone to save it's today. That's how our brains are wired. Right. You know? And I, I really think it's on purpose. Again, uh, I mean, you know, I, there's, it's the grace of God that, you know, there, there's this desire in us to look or, or to know that we need a right. savior. Um, any, you know, Jesus is is everywhere if you look for him, and, and I don't mean it in like a you know mystical. You know, he's in this rock. You know, I, that's not what I mean. Some some people right. go down that theology thing. I'm just if you, I'm just meaning that there's, especially in scripture. I mean, you just run through the laundry list of stories in the Bible. I mean, even asking yourself, you know, why is this in scripture in the first place? Why are we hearing about Abraham, or why are we hearing about Jacob? Why are we hearing about Gideon or Saul or David, and not some other? guy out in the desert back then it's for a specific purpose um uh i mean if you look at uh superman i mean goodness gracious uh, an alien from another world coming to earth as a baby right. uh, uh, uh <laughs> growing up with an adopted family whose father is really this you know alien who's more powerful and wise than anything and ever uh he uh, uh can he can, you know, he has these superhuman abilities. He's willing to sacrifice himself right. at any moment mm-hmm. in any given time right. for man. I mean, that points to Jesus on so many different levels. Uh, I mean, you can do other uh, superheroes and characters with that as well. Um, and it's, it's just in us. We, 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 we like yeah. the idea of a hero. Uh, 
And I, I contend that the greatest hero of all is obviously Jesus Christ. And, yeah. um, yeah. Yep. Followed closely by what, like John Wayne or uh, <laughs> John, <laughs> D- D- Dirty Harry? I don't know. John okay. Wayne was in a movie yeah. with, uh, with, uh, the, uh, during Jesus's. That's death. right. Yeah, I think we touched that on that in another, right. another, yeah. Pi- yeah. another yeah. Liberty Tree. Truly he was the Truly son of God. this man was the son of God. You know, didn't even try to change his accent at all. There's also the John Wayne, there's also that John Wayne movie, uh, uh, the the Conqueror, where he plays uh, Genghis Khan. Never and, seen that. And, you know, all the actors around him are kind of putting on this sort of, it's really more of a British accent than anything, but what they do in movies to make it sound exotic, they kind of give these people these sort of accents or whatever. And John Wayne doesn't change his accent at all. <laughs> they have a little bit of makeup on him to kind of give him a little bit of corner of his eye, look so, you know, so he looks slightly Asian, you know, slightly like Mongolian. But the whole movie, he's just like, get my horses from the tent and, you know, <laughs> bring them before me, you know. And it's just, I mean, but he's wearing, he's wearing this, you know, Mongolian get up. Mr. Just, Wayne, can you please try to stay in? No. Yeah. <laughs> and and of course the and of course the tragic thing was that movie was I believe produced by Howard Hughes who tried to break into the movie business and they shot it out in the desert where they had been doing atomic testing back in the late 40s. Wow. So the number of people associated with that movie who got cancer later in life is staggering Yikes. and it really? may, and it may be of course you can't correlate it hundred percent, but it, it's kind of too many to be a coincidence. And, you know, John Wayne himself also, but it was, but that was sort of that movie that cast and crew, everybody that was on there. And then not only did they shoot the exterior scenes out in the desert for a sense of continuity, they trucked in loads of dirt from the same place where they were shooting into the studio so they could still be around the oh same dirt. Ah, wow. Yeah. So that's some interesting facts. That's right. That I never knew. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, do yourself a favor and don't go rent the conqueror. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> just just let my just let my description be enough for you. Trust me that, you know, it it's hilarious on some levels because of John Wayne's lack of any attempt, any attempt whatsoever to get into character. I think John, John Wayne. John Wayne just stick with a He's cowboy. Like, He's if, a any, cowboy. if anything, Genghis Khan should be talking like me. You know. <laughs> yeah, he needs to just be a cowboy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So like Dean Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they do have. They are together in El Dorado, and yeah. You know, I guess I guess they're together in Rio Bravo. El Dorado is, yeah. is uh, it's kind of the same movie. Robert Mitchum. It is. It's a remake of a remake, and it's a John Wayne made a remake of his own movie. He had so much fun making Rio <laughs> Bravo in '57 that he was like, you know what? We should just redo that. You know, and I'm sure he was, he's looking through scripts of what to shoot. But really, El Dorado is probably the better of the two in terms of sort of the camp factor of it. And you know, if you watch the movie, the amount of time that he and Robert Mitchum spend putting their legs up on stuff and then like rubbing their <laughs> rubbing their kind of bellies, you know, like, well, you know. I, and then, but then also a thing you can do with that movie is, you know, James Caan is playing, in the original yeah. movie it was uh, Ricky Nelson. Okay, but James Caan yeah, yeah. is oh, sort yeah. of playing the sidekick role, who, the guy who can't shoot, who's Mississippi to, and yeah, Wyoming? Right, it's Colorado, Colorado. In, the, in the first one, Mississippi in the second That's one. That's right. The number of times that John Wayne cuts off poor James Conn, like mid-sentence, like, no, Mississippi, shut up, Mississippi, or you go get the horses, Mississippi. It's like staggering. Like, James Conn can't get a word in edgewise in the whole movie. So oh, he was really primed oh, for the Godfather. Yeah. But then, and then to top it all off, I know we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, the campy 
Batman TV show. Well, the music <laughs> from that, you know, the whole soundtrack through El Dorado is basically lifted from an episode of Batman. So it's yes. got this really, like, yes. like anytime they're sneaking up, they're playing like this, doot. Doot, 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 you know. <laughs> I have to now go yeah. back and so watch Eldor- that. El Dorado, it's pure gold. I mean, even if you're not a John Wayne fan, if you just like movies that are unintentionally hilarious. It's is it, is it El Dorado? I said you did there. Isn't El Dorado mean the city of gold? It does. And that's, uh, yeah. yeah, so. Like the Cadillac. Yeah. El Dorado, it, it Cal- is, Cadillac. That's, that's right. <laughs> Best John, John Wayne movie of all time. The Searchers, to yeah. me. Well, Definitely. and that's because it's, it's got a serious note to it, and it's, you know, it's a, a John Ford Western, and it really is great. Um, uh, and he plays a Confederate soldier in that one, too, so that's... Hey, know, hey. Yeah. True Grit. Hey, yeah. True Grit was pretty good. True Grit, True Grit was, was good. good you know. McClintock was good. Yeah. Uh, really, really, John, uh, yeah. Longest Day, if we yeah. want to go, you know, you know the military green, route. Yeah. The Green Berets. Uh, so north to Alaska, which is basically instead of a western, it's a northern, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then there's Hatari, where he plays the like the safari guy, like the you know cat oh, for yeah. a wild game in Africa, which is again the one, uh, unintentionally hilarious with red buttons. The Quiet know? Man. Yep, yep. Was it, it's more know, like a romance kind of where again doesn't doesn't try a lick to put on any kind of Irish accent, which no. I guess he's not really playing. He wasn't Irish. really. He's, he was an American, American coming, coming back, to Ireland, coming back to his his yeah. roots, you know. Yeah, but, his roots. You know, but yeah, uh, the Quiet Man. Yeah, it's a good movie. He, and you know one of the few movies where he does not use a gun. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of fist fighting. There's a lot of good natured brawling, and you know. Well, they don't have yeah. guns in Ireland much. That's I don't right. Think. Yeah. Just, <laughs> not just, at that time. All, they, all they've got is shillelaghs. You know? <laughs> John Wayne inspiring that time. several generations of, of young boys trying to flip a a, yeah. a, a rifle around yeah. by its. Uh, uh, handguard. And another good one uh, from just as the, sort of the later phase of his career. A couple of years after he made El Dorado, he made uh, Big Jake where he's playing the grandfather going to rescue his kidnapped grandson instead of paying the ransom. But uh, it stars also, or co-stars, his real-life son, Patrick Wayne, and uh, Robert Mitchum's son, uh, Christopher, Christopher Mitchum. Oh, wow. Play Interesting. Two of I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. It's a good, good flick. Also from that era, The War Wagon. Do yourself War a favor. Uh, with uh, uh, Kirk, uh, uh, what's his name? Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas uh, plays it. Plays like the, they kind of play co-leads in that movie, but another classic. So if you have any questions regarding movies, just contact <laughs> us at the Liberty Tree Podcast. That's right. Especially if it's John Wayne. But, but we, I think we've had a good discussion talking about how sort of our, you know, uh, worldly superheroes that we sort of put up on pedestals, how they really have a, a, some, some, some roots in, in really what we see in the Old Testament and some 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 characters there and sort of how it ties into our faith. But I think it was good that we got to talk about these things. And, you know, uh, we hope that you all uh, want to continue to uh, listen in to future podcasts. We do have some upcoming events. Um, we hope to have our first guest uh, soon that we can interview. So stay tuned to listen out for that, and we'll be announcing that soon. But in the meantime, um, Hopefully, uh, we invite you, if you haven't yet, to take Christ into your life. We invite you to, we would love to see you if you're in, uh, in Swanee, Georgia, come to Family Life Church. But if not that, just get to church. You know, they, they, there's always a good message at, at church, and you can only better yourself for it. Find yeah. a local church that delivers you the goods, and by the goods, I mean the, uh, that gives you Christ and Him crucified for your sins. If, if you have to... Uh, uh, ask or listen or find that being spoken anywhere in the service uh, and you're looking for a church, uh, keep keep looking. 
if, if Christ is not the forefront or the main main point of uh, of a ministry, uh, that's usually not a good sign. Very good. God bless everyone. Yep. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have, or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also, we are on the church website. There's an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's familylifechurchswanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the track came a hobo hiking. And he said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains. So come with me, we'll go. This was the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia.